0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Nevertheless, I uh, going to talk some Bucks basketball coming up. Uh, Eric Name, uh, the Milwaukee basketball insider for us, for The Athletic, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And Eric, let's start with uh, uh, not so much uh, on the court, but off the court. Uh, Thon Makers guy saying, hey, we want to get out of here. We want more playing time. Uh, I guess uh, on one hand, you want a guy that wants to play more, but uh, is more playing time warranted for Thonmaker?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it's a really interesting spot because D.J. Wilson and Silva mean, have struggled over the last week. In the last three games, they've played 62 combined minutes and haven't scored a point. Like, they, they aren't playing all that well right now. And, you know, I guess it's really interesting to me just because – but has shown throughout the year that he will change his rotation, and if you don't play well, he'll find someone that will, and he'll give them those minutes, and he'll just move on to the next guy. I mean, in 48 games, he moved from Dante Divincenzo to Pat Connaughton to Sterling Brown as their as their backup wing that he brings off the bench, and you know, for me, it was just strange that you know Sam was in the rotation for a while. It's only been about. Three weeks here where he hasn't been a regular contributor, and uh, I, it just felt like a, a public trade demand was really harsh, especially when it, it's about playing time. And for me, as as we talked to Thon uh, yesterday before the game, as we talked to Giannis after the game last night, a little bit about the situation, you know, it it is all about playing time. Like Thon just wants to play, and you know, for me. It, You have a coach that's shown a willingness throughout this season to play guys. To you know, if you don't perform, you're going to go with someone new. And you know, for for Thon to not play for three weeks and then for him and his his representation to decide that this is the time to demand a trade, it was just spectacularly strange to me because I don't think he actually wants to leave this team. I just think he wants to play more and. Well, you know, if that's the case, just just wait a little while. That that's kind of been the case with Bud this whole year, so uh it, it's just to me a really strange situation.
1: Um now moving to on the on the court they get knocked off by Paul George and company uh the other night and you know, we knew Oklahoma City's a good team. I I don't I don't doubt that. I mean, it's not like it's a horrible loss. It it snaps the 6 game win streak and certainly there are people that you know, are disappointed that the win streak came to an end, but were did they really? I mean, it's it's for people here that man, can you believe the Bucks lost to Oklahoma City? And I'm thinking Oklahoma City with Westbrook and Georgia and everybody—they're not a bad basketball team. So why are people so upset that they lost to a pretty decent basketball team on the road?
0: Yeah, I mean that was that was a heavyweight battle last night. That that was one of the more fun games I've been to. And you know, talking with some people after the game, I I was trying to think of a game I came away more impressed with the Bucks' opponent than that game last night. And, you know, I'm really struggling to think of one, maybe the first time at Boston. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, that Thunder team is just really good. Paul Gerard goes 8 of 12 from the three-point line, and I think he might have had one open look out of those 12. He, he was hitting contested threes. He scores 36 points on the night. That Thunder defense is just insanely athletic and crazy physical and, you know, the, I mean, for them to make it a game, uh, the Thunder were in control for most of that game, and then uh, Chris Middleton goes on a little bit of a run to end the third quarter. Then uh, the Bucks go on a little bit of a run uh, with a couple minutes left to get it down to a three-point game. And then, you know, Paul George hits a contested 28-footer with Malcolm Brogdon's hand in his face and seals the game. And yeah, I would agree with you. You know, I just don't know how bad you can really be about that when – this Bucks team went on the road and battled one of the best teams in the league. The, the Thunder had the third best record in the West, and I mean, I think when you watch them play, you can feel pretty good about saying that's one of the best teams in the league. And the Bucks went toe to toe with them. Obviously, if you want to come out with a win, you always do. But I mean, that's that's a tough team, and, and the Bucks really gave them all that they could handle at home last night
1: talking with Eric name of the Athletic our Milwaukee Bucks insider a lot of rumors starting to fly around now about Anthony Davis saying that he will not re-sign with the Pelicans his agent has made it clear uh, you've got a trade deadline that's beginning to loom um, there's there's not many teams out there that are going to be able to kind of kind of woo him in uh, get him to sign and keep him uh, they're talking about possibly Atlanta Chicago uh, you know Memphis uh, are the Bucks in the market for somebody uh, of that ilk? Uh, do they have a shot at something like this, or is, is are the Bucks pretty much set until after the season?
0: Yeah, I think the Bucks will be set until after the season. What, what's really tough is, obviously, we talk all the time about being ready for this offseason and in doing so, trading away uh, Delhi and Henson so that you could sign the entire starting lineup. Well, if you need to sign the entire starting lineup, that means the entire starting lineup only has a half – of a year left on their contracts. And uh, that just isn't the, the kind of uh, cost certainty that you're looking for. If you're if you're going to trade for, uh, if you're going to trade away Anthony Davis, you want to make sure that you're getting guys that are going to be building blocks for your team going forward for a long time. And uh, getting someone on uh, on a contract that has half of a year left on a deal like that, that just isn't going to do it. So that's the four most talented players below Giannis for the Bucks. Uh, and then when you go to, go to the bench, there's not any superstar potential from any of their young guys. Those are just role players. So um, I, I cannot imagine a world where the Bucks can get involved with Anthony Davis just because the the way that their contracts are set up right now, that they just don't have assets. So um, I'm sure they'll make a call. And I'm sure John Horst will ask, you know, what it would be that they'd be interested in. But I, I would, I would guess that probably starts with the word Giannis, and that would probably be a hang-up. Uh, uh-huh. So uh, I think that would be about it. So, uh, yeah, I can't imagine the Bucks getting involved there.
1: How much would it change the game if the Pacers picked him up with Oladipo out? for the remainder of the season, uh, you know, they, they're going to be challenged just to get out of the first round if indeed they make it to the postseason. But to become a buyer at the deadline, e- Indiana is also going to need to, to sell some pieces off. So uh, what is the likelihood that it could be a game changer for the Pacers if they brought him in?
0: Yeah, it, it would definitely be a game changer. I just don't think they have the pieces. Um, you know, with Oladipo out, the remaining players on that team, you know, Sabonis has had a really good year. He's probably looking at like a sixth man of the year kind of award a year. But, man, they just don't have a ton of young assets. So I, I don't think they'd be able to, as far as Davis goes, there's not really a ton of teams that, that are going to be in the mix here because, you know, it, you trading a superstar of, of that level. Uh, you know, you really have to get a young building block that you can count on. And there's just not many teams that have those guys, and many teams that have those guys and actually want to trade them. So it it, it might, even though he is the biggest name and every team in the league will surely call the Pelicans, um, I don't know if there's a ton of teams out there that can really put together uh, a strong package at this point in the season where you know if they're not already in a playoff push or they've already given up on the season. Uh, I just think the timing of this is going to be a little bit strange, and it's going to make it interesting to watch.
1: Uh, the Bucs have not lost uh, two games in a row all season long. Now they travel to Detroit, a little bit of a trip from where they were. Um, so, I mean, this is, this is one of the, this is a legit team that can really test that ability for this team to be able to lose two games in a row. And, and not that I wish them to do so. I'm simply saying that uh, you don't have a cupcake following up uh, what, what happened last night, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Pistons have played the Bucks pretty well thus far this season. Uh, the, the last time they were in Detroit it was a 107-104 game. So, um, you know, it was it was closer than I think any Bucs fans would really be comfortable with. And, uh, you know, that Pistons team can kind of have nights where Blake Griffin is just spectacular and uh, can kind of carry them. So we'll see. But, you know, it, honestly, the way I view it is uh, this is a bit of a palate cleanser because you, you have that huge game against the Thunder that you lose on the road. Then you have Toronto waiting for you on Thursday. That's at Toronto, huge game, third game in a five game road trip. And, you know, for me, the way that I think of this team and the level that they're playing at, uh, I tend to think, oh, this will be nice for them that, you know, they can play against the worst team, get a win here, and get some confidence going to Toronto. But, you know, as you think about it, maybe it's a trap game. Maybe this is a game where you you start looking ahead to that Toronto game and you don't think about it. Uh, They've been able to avoid that for much of the season, but. Uh, like you said, this is a, a team that, that challenged them last time they were in Detroit, so uh, they're going to have to bring it. They're going to have to bring it in Detroit and actually secure this victory instead of thinking ahead to Toronto.
1: Eric, name of the Athletic, uh, Bucks reporter. Appreciate it, pal, as always, and we'll talk to you again uh, next week, okay? Sounds good. Enjoy your time in Atlanta. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Eric Name joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80 plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.